We're going to talk tonight about how God makes things in the Bible the opposite of the way people think by nature. The idea of the world being turned upside down. And tonight we're going to talk about how it is that we are actually strong even when we are weak. In order to get us into this just a little bit tonight, I wanted to ask you if you remember a little less than a month ago, the Super Bowl and some of your favorite ads from the Super Bowl. Maybe you like the Mountain Dew Zero Sugar ad that was a take on The Shining, if you've ever seen that movie. A little bit strange, but interesting nonetheless. Maybe you liked the, the Doritos ad that was the Old Town Road song, right? I'm going to share my two favorites with you, and maybe you like them, maybe you didn't. My, my second favorite commercial of the Super Bowl was the commercial featuring Groundhog Day, Maybe I like this because that movie came out 25 years ago and I'm old. Uh, how many of you have ever actually seen the movie Groundhog Day? Okay, at least some of you have seen Groundhog Day. If you've seen the movie, the guy just keeps living the same day over and over and over again. And so 25 years later, Jeep decided to use Groundhog Day for their Super Bowl commercial. Let's take a look. The whack-a-mole was a nice touch, wasn't it? The little whack-a-mole game. Here's my favorite commercial, and it's why it'll lead into what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, you might recognize this guy. I think he was Aquaman, right? Jason Momoa, his name is. And if you haven't seen this ad, it's pretty interesting. It's an ad for Rocket Mortgage. So I'll just play it and you can follow. That little part at the end was the one, the one that got me. There he is, this big muscular guy, right? He gets to his house and he's got nothing. He can't even lift the bar while his wife is just picking it up with one hand, right? Kind of reminds me that that's just not the way people want to be viewed in this world. We never want to be viewed as weak, right? Strength is kind of important. Strength matters. And when that strength seems to go away or when there's not something that we can prove by being strong, then we sometimes feel like we're less than other people. We want to be proactive about our strength, right? So we, we go to the gym, we lift weights, we, we want to make sure we're strong, we're on top of our game. But what if? What if you run into something in this life that you are not strong enough to handle? Maybe it's an exam that just didn't go the way you wanted it to. Maybe it's a relationship that no matter how much you put into it, you just don't get anything in return. And what if? What if you run into those things with no matter how strong you think you are, weakness is what really shines through when there's nothing that we can do. And so tonight, as we take a look at a couple of sections from God's Word, what we want to see is how weakness is actually a good thing. Yeah, we don't think of it that way, but here's how God flips this whole concept upside down. If weakness drives us to the strength of our God, if my weakness says, I only have one place to go, and that's to God's strength, then that's a great thing. Let's take a look at this, these verses from a book called 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse, or chapter 12, verses 7 to 10. A man by the name of Paul, who was a missionary for God, spreading the gospel, had some miraculous visions that God was, permitted him to see. He even got to see a little bit of what heaven would look like. And right alongside some of the great things he got to experience, he had some troubles in his life too. Listen to how he describes them in verse 7. Therefore, to keep me from becoming arrogant due to the extraordinary nature of these revelations, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, so that I would not become arrogant. 
Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that he would take it away from me. And he said, whoa, that's going a little crazy. We'll go back. There we go. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will be glad to boast all the more in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may shelter me. That is why I delight in weaknesses and in insults and hardships in persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. We don't know exactly what this problem is that the Apostle Paul was frustrated by, but we do know that it must have been at least a little bit painful. He calls it a thorn, a thorn in his flesh. And if you've ever picked up a rose and grab the wrong spot or if you've ever been out in a yard working and all of a sudden run into some thorn bushes, you know that doesn't feel great, does it? And so whatever it was that caused Paul trouble, he wasn't happy about it. He thought that it was going to not only hurt him but actually make him look weak. As he proclaimed God's word to other people, he was afraid that his weakness was actually going to take away from the spread of the gospel. Isn't God's answer beautiful? He doesn't take away Paul's thorn in the flesh. But he does tell him this, my grace is sufficient for you. What I've given you, the love that I have for you, is all that you really need. And then he adds this thought, my power, God says, is made perfect in your weakness. Let's just explore that thought for a little bit. How is it that God's power can find its goal, can find its completeness in, in my weakness? Well, when there are things that I can't do, when there are things that I can't figure out on my own, that I can't do in my own strength, and those things lead me back to God and the strength that he alone has, then God is praised. Then my power, God says, is made perfect in your weakness. If you're led back to God when there's something that you can't do, then God's purpose is fulfilled. That's why Paul could conclude this, I'm going to boast about my weaknesses because when I'm weak, that's when I'm really strong because my strength comes from God. I want to just briefly give you four examples of this from the Bible. Four ways that God taught throughout the scriptural, scripture times that this truth, that strength is really about God and not about us. And that our weakness actually finds its fulfillment in God's strength. The first one was the very first battle that the people of Israel faced as they came out of Egypt. They were being led by a man by the name of Moses and Joshua was the general of the army and they ran into some trouble at a place called Rephidim. And they had to fight against the Amalekites. Well, the Israelites had not been a trained army and the battle probably shouldn't have gone as well as it did. But maybe you remember this part of the story and if you want to read about it, it's in Exodus chapter 17. Do you remember how they actually won the battle? They held up Moses' hands. And when Moses' hands were lifted as he stood on a hill, the Israelites were winning the battle. If Moses' hands got tired and he put them down, they began to lose the battle. That's not normal, is it? It's not normal to be winning when someone's hands are in the air and losing when they aren't. And so, so two men, Joshua's brother Aaron was one of them, held up 
his hands, or Moses' brother Aaron, held up Moses' hands so that the Israelites could win the battle. God taught them an important lesson. Strength wasn't in their military might, but, but in God and the strength that he alone had. Another example, a few hundred years later, as the people of Israel, uh, actually about 40 years later, as the people of Israel were moving into the promised land, they went to the first battle, the battle of Jericho. And at Jericho, God provided another miraculous victory with really not much strength of the people of Israel at all. If you want to read about this one, it's found in the Old Testament book of Joshua. What they actually did is marched around the city once a day for six days, completely silent. And then on the seventh day, they marched around the city seven times. And on the seventh time, they blew trumpets and they shouted. And you know what happened? The walls of the city came tumbling down. And God gave the Israelites the victory over the city of Jericho without any strength of their own. One last example that I'll give you from the Old Testament comes from Judges chapter 7. This is the story of a man by the name of Gideon who was serving as a military leader for the people of Israel and they were taking on a group of people called the Midianites. The Bible doesn't even give us a number of how many the Midianites were. It just says they couldn't be, more, they couldn't be counted any more than a swarm of locusts could be counted. And so Gideon musters an army of 32,000 people to take on this huge army of Midian. And God says to him, you got too many men. That's too many. Really? Too many? And so, Joshua, or so uh, Gideon simply says to his men, hey, if you're afraid, go ahead and go home. And 22,000 of those men decided to go home. He's down to 10,000 to take on this huge army. And God comes again and says, you still have too many men. And then God sifts them in a kind of a neat way. By the way, they drank water. And he gets the number all the way down to 300 men that stay with Gideon. And yet through those 300 men, God gave the people of Israel a huge victory. If you read about this one in Judges chapter 7, it's fascinating because actually how they won the battle is the Midianites got so scared by these 300 men who flanked their camp at night that they literally began causing each other to die. They killed each other. So again, God taught the lesson in all of these things that it's not by your strength, it's not by my strength, but by his strength alone that we win. And Maybe the best example of all in scripture of this is Jesus hanging on the cross. Jesus looked like anything but strong. As he hung on that cross, he looked beaten, bloodied, completely defeated. But in that weakness of Jesus, God was giving you and me something special. And in that weakness, apparent weakness of Jesus was immense strength. Because on Jesus, just think about this, on Jesus was the sin of the entire world. Every single sin that ever has been committed, that ever will be committed, any sin of yours, any sin of mine, was heaped on the shoulders of Jesus. He was strong enough to carry them all on that cross. And then, proving his strength even further, he rose from the dead to guarantee your victory and mine. Your weakness and my weakness mean nothing to God. And when we turn to him and find strength in our Savior Jesus and all that God can do for us, that's when we are truly strong, strong in the Lord. 
couple of takeaways from our devotion tonight that I'd love for you to take. First of all, number one, our world despises weakness. Yet through our weakness, God's strength shines. When there are things that I can't do, when there are things that I have to turn over to God, that's when I see his strength in my life. And then secondly, God has overcome our greatest weakness, our weakness of sin, through the strength of Jesus, who won forgiveness for all of those sins on the cross. I wish I knew who came up with this illustration. You maybe have heard this one before. I didn't make this one up, but it's such a great illustration. A young man, this young boy is playing in his sandbox out in his yard and maybe some of you remember doing that when you were growing up and as he's digging around in the sandbox, he he hits a a pretty good-sized rock. And he digs all the way around it in the sand and he tries to pry it out of the, of the hole that it's in and roll it over to the side of the, of the sandbox and then roll it up the side to, to get it out. And he just keeps getting frustrated because no matter how hard he tries, no matter how much strength he, tr- strength he tries to muster, he cannot get the rock over the edge of the sandbox and it keeps falling back in. The whole time the young boy is struggling with this, his dad is watching from inside the house, watching his son struggle. He finally comes out and he looks at his son and he says, have you used all of your strength to get this rock out of the sandbox? And of course, the boy through the tears that are streaming down his face says, yes, I've tried so hard, Dad. I've done everything that I can. I've used all my strength. To which his father says, no, you haven't because you haven't asked me. And his dad reaches down and lifts the rock and takes it out of the sandbox. It's a beautiful picture of God's strength in our lives. When, when our weakness shines, it's God's strength that shines brighter. It's God's strength that overcomes the weaknesses that we have. When you have struggles, when you have things that frustrate you, when you have things that cause you pain and sorrow, you have a friend in Jesus. You have the strength of your Lord and Savior who watches over you, who's guiding you, who's strengthening you in the life that he gives you here all the way to an eternal life with him in heaven. When you want to be strong, the best place to be, the best place to go is to find strength in the one who is stronger than anything that this world has to offer, the strength of our Lord. Amen.